Hi, and welcome to the Stories from the Run podcast. I'm Peter Schwing, and I'll be your host for today's program. Stories from the Run is a community comprised of conversations with runners of all ages and abilities. You'll hear the accounts from runners about overcoming challenges, setting personal best humors, and sometimes embarrassing circumstances, and tales of the PR that got away. We have some very special guests for you today, and we're going to talk about racing across America, overcoming obstacles, the Speed Project, running for charity, Cheetos, and a few other things along the way. So as we like to say, let's get to it. How are you? Hey there. I think we have Laura and Farah. They are both sharing the one microphone. How you doing? We're doing great. Hi. Hey. We're how so are happy you? to be here. Glad you could make it. So first, you know, we, we I usually start off the shows always by saying, you know, state your name and Clanny Club affiliation for the record, please. But since there's two of you, we're going to do things a little bit different today. I'm going to start with Farah and we like to do something called Shout Yourself In, which is tell us a little about yourself and, uh, you know, what, what you're doing. And uh, so take it away, Farah, Shout Yourself In. Hi, I'm Farah. I'm founder of 24-7 Movement, based in New York and currently in L.A. <laughs> right on. And Laura, how about you? Shout yourself in. Sure. So happy to be here with you, Peter. Thanks so much for the opportunity. My name is Laura Frank Bernard. I am the mom of four fabulous young adults, ages 18, 19, 23, and 25. And I'm a entrepreneur in the Impact ESG space, focused on sports tech and food tech to drive personal peak performance so we can take care of ourselves and those we love and i'm thrilled to be here today yeah so happy to have you so we have so much to cover i mean usually what we do here is we do a little background like some fun running stuff and we talk about maybe some of your worst races and your best races what you're training for and you know talk about some achievements and you know i know you're doing some you're running for charity running for good so this is going to be a great series of stories and looking forward to so let's let's start off laura like you know when you know when you were younger, were you a runner back then? Were you into sports or when did you start running? So I grew up, uh, originally I was born in New Jersey and then I was fifth generation Atlanta. So we moved to Atlanta when I was four, five. And I started running and beating all the boys in school on the 600 yard dash in grade school. And field day was my favorite day. And I did a like a community run or some type of race. And I got my butt kicked by all these girls in white and red uniforms. And I was like, holy moly, I used to like, what the heck? What's going on? So that was the Red Runners Track Club. It was a women, a girls only track club by Coach Red Smith in Atlanta. I started running competitively at age nine. I got trained up. Then I started beating a lot of the people on the team and made my way to the Junior Olympics, ran competitively and then through uh, middle school, high school, and um, did not went to the University of Georgia and University of Chicago for grad school. So I did not. I was intramural. I was not a collegiate athlete. And then I continued running, and getting into uh, getting into marathons and triathlons and Ironmans later on in life. Right on. And what about you, Farah? Hi, I'm I'm a new runner. Just started um, running two years ago, and. Um, I actually haven't ran an actual marathon. Um, my first, it's all virtual, done solo. Um, my first one was last year, um, exactly a year ago, almost actually. So I ran my first, second, and third um, back to back by myself. Wait, wait a second. So you started running two years ago. 
Were you, were you, did you do other sports earlier on in life? Um, no, I have zero background sports. I don't, you know, don't go through just like zero fitness background. Just literally like just dove into it. <laughs> she does things to the extreme. So she went from like, not necessarily couch potato. She's tall and thin, but she went from not being an athlete to I'm going to run a marathon almost every weekend. I think she did 33 during COVID virtually. That, that, I, I, I don't know where to begin. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I remember my first year running and I was complaining that I did back-to-back half marathons on the same weekend. And I thought that was quite the accomplishment. And, you know, I've no fair. I never, I didn't know it was only two years. So two years and then, so you've racked up 30, I mean, what, what's next? 50 states? Are you going for that one? We're planning, right? Isn't that We've the got some plan? things yeah. in the in the works that we might have to do on podcast two, either during or after the finish line in Vegas. <laughs> right on. All right. So we, we also like to get a little background besides besides the running and everything, you know, some fun run non running stuff. And, you know, you know Farrah has Farrah's a great Instagram account where it's like lots of black and white photos. Uh, you know, so Farrah, so tell us a little more about like, you know, the, your, these photos and like anything else that, uh, some interesting tidbits about you that may not be directly related to running. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's really it. I just take photos. It's just my hobby. Um, what do you like about the black and white photos? What do you like about the look of them versus the color? I'm curious. I am just like the minimal clean look, I guess. And, um, I prefer like people just seeing their emotions as opposed to like getting distracted with their wearing and their makeup like they want the raw their emotions or feelings and that's interesting because like that. you come from the fashion and luxury industry that's interesting well what about you laura so i am just all about the endorphins of activity i just like it when my mind and my body are in motion it's just what makes me happy. And I think that I was like that as a kid. I was a, I did track, I did cross country. I did, I was a basketball. So I was a three sport athlete in high school, captain of the teams. And then I all, you know, like I said, in college intramurals and even after college and after business school, I played in like a girls basketball team. And when I lived out in the San Francisco area, uh, and then I started bicycle touring, I actually met my, uh, ex-husband, um, touring across, Oregon. And then right before business school, in between years, uh, after I finished Wall Street, I did my first night of camping was on the first night of a Missoula, Montana to Jasper, Canada bicycle tour. Um, I forget how many miles it was, but it was it was the first time I'd ever done bicycle multi-day touring. Uh, but yeah, I just love to be active. I feel like it keeps you healthy. It keeps you alert. It's fun. I love being out in nature. It's just the beauty of nature is just majestic. I mean, we were out in driving from Nevada to California last night and we were right around the, um, was it Death Valley? I think we're right around Death Valley on Highway 14. So where we're going to be running is going to be between Death Valley and Mojave. And we were kind of between Sierras and Death Valley, I guess, or around then there. And there was this unbelievable orange sky streams like beams coming from the clouds down into the path where we're going to be running. It was really amazing. Very spiritual. 
Right on. Fantastic. You know, one of the things, just so as a side note, I, I know it, when we uh, always do some preliminary questions, you were talking, you mentioned Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. I grew up eating Cheetos and A&W root beer with my dad. I'm fifth generation Atlanta. So obviously we kind of did not, sorry, but we didn't drink Pepsi. We drank Coke and that was just who we, we were Coca-Cola fans. Um, but I don't really eat as many Cheetos these days, but I find out that seems to fuel my friend, Farah. Tell us about the Cheetos. It was the giant party size because, yeah, because we're on a road trip and we're training for the road trip. But you ate them also like in between the road trips at home. Yeah. You're hooked on Cheetos. Quiet. Do you like the Cheetos puffs or the The crunchy ones? The puff ones. The puff ones. There you go, Peter. Oh, it's got to be the crunchy ones. Oh, it's all all about the crunchy ones. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. What about candy? She also eats candy. She's like a toothpick. But that's what ultra running is all about. I mean, if you do ultras, it's like you got to like you stop at the aid station and it's like, oh, peanut M&Ms. Yes. Thank you. I'll have five pounds of that. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) I'm kind of hoping that somebody's going to cook something super yummy like ribs and potato hash and with avocado and roasted Brussels sprouts and a spirulina shake. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds good to me. Hey, so, so you know, what we like to do here is we also like to talk about some of your worst races, your best races, something something where something might have gotten wrong or we had to really push through. And, you know, I, I know, Laura, you mentioned 2013, the Lake Tahoe Ironman. And yeah. basically you just yeah. said, I'll explain. <laughs> so oh, oh interesting interesting so yeah so 2015 was an epic year of conquering quests and 2013 was an epic year in the different way it was i guess an epic fail but the pathway to incredible lessons learned about myself and and the endurance of overcoming challenges and enduring challenges um so i had lost my father to suicide when I was 24, right before I started business school after eight years after divorce. And we were going to want, we were going to be in the same city, which was super tough, obviously. And then got married, had kids in 2013. In April, I was actually running as a guide to a challenged athlete, double amputee at the Boston Marathon. And we were within a quarter mile of the bombing and it was super traumatic. Uh, Then later that year, but I thought it was fine. And then later that year, I was in the middle of the Lake Tahoe Ironman, my sixth Ironman. I tried to do inaugural Ironmans year after year. And I got to my sixth. I finished, it was like 29 degrees out for the swim or when the swim, Lake Tahoe was warmer than the outside temperature. The bike was super hard. My family was there. My in-laws were there because we were living in California at the time, this beautiful, majestic area, my dad's favorite, one of his favorite places on earth. And I started the run and I turned around and I was like, I just can't do this. And I've never quit a race. I didn't finish. It's kind of weird. I didn't finish the marathon Boston because of the bombing. And then all of a sudden in September, I didn't finish the Lake Tahoe Ironman. I sat there for like four hours in bed listening to Mike Riley saying, you are an Ironman to other people. And I think that somehow for whatever reasons i'd been working really hard and i ended up super sick that next three four five months and ended up 
uh, with chronic fatigue syndrome, which turned into a combination of PTSD and chronic fatigue syndrome, and my brain shut down. So here's this Wall Street executive, C-suite exec, mom of four, president of synagogues, you know, humanitarian, philanthropist. I wouldn't say super mom, but I tried to do my best, an athlete, uh, all kinds of adventure races, and I, I was done. My, my muscle, the most important muscle in my body to provide for my family wasn't working. And I struggled with that on and off for till August 2nd of 2020, actually. It was a devastating, yet now it was the most amazing educational experience, in my opinion, with respect to who I am and what I want to be and what's important. And for me, what defines success as a human, at least for me, which to me is about making a positive impact on the world and and one another. So uh, I'm glad that that is in my rear view. Um, but yeah, that was my toughest uh, events. 13, 15 was epic, and we can talk about that anytime you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get to 15, and it, it's so admirable, like you know, going through everything that you went through, and for somebody to you know that's listening to like what what could you provide as any kind of guidance i mean there's no tips or tricks for this it's like more about guidance to get through something like this i mean we are coming out of 2020 we've come out we're in spent 16 months people have like changed they've gone through depression i mean you have seasonal uh you know out it's like you know the affective it's like disorder. yeah sorry yeah i was just like totally got my tongue yeah. tied on that one that's right seasonal affective disorder plus on top of it the way the world was and it's like some people weren't running they weren't exercising where they would and they would be out seeing people so i mean you were dealing with the stuff like that multiplied for years and there's no secret recipe, but if there is some kind of guidance that you could give, what would that be? My guidance would be that number one, as my motto is, is keep moving forward, never give up. But number two is, and it kind of is that theme, is there's no cookie cutter approach to any illness in terms of the therapy. We go to doctors, we go to homeopathic, we go to spiritual leaders um, and healers. And I feel like I'm here today because I just never gave up. And I finally found, you know, misdiagnoses, every kind of alphabet soup, medication, cognitive therapy, none of that was working. And I kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And I'm very fortunate that similar to a someone that has a heart attack and they shock or their heart stops and they shock their heart there are treatments that do magnetic stimulation to your brain there's treatments like ect that shock your brain put you into induced seizure and for some reason that in combination with acupuncture somehow is what is the magic bullet to wake me up from and it's strange and i'm a very rare case that emory would say the doctors haven't really seen anything like my case um, because somehow it was exactly like uh, shocking somebody's heart. I literally wake up the next day and I'm here from not being able to really communicate. And this last time when I was sick a year ago, I could barely run a mile. I couldn't ride a bike. I own a bike company. My hair was falling out. So it's just baffling to me the power of the brain. And when you can't do what you want to do in life, 
how we can somehow our entire body can shut down on us. We can have muscle atrophy, our brain atrophies. And so I'm just blessed every day when I wake up that I have the gift of achieving my wildest imagination and pushing the boundaries. So that's my goal. That, that. And I've got Farah. Farah's the reason I'm going doing this race, by the way. <laughs> I hadn't even heard of it. So I'll lean in and open the floor and because I hadn't I didn't even know what the speed project was. Right on. Until yeah. Clubhouse. Right. And there's what somebody uh, that's also live in the audience right now was just saying they were cardioverted with adenosine or adenosine. I don't know if the, that's something that you know anything about. Wow, I don't, but I'm always curious to uh, to learn more about any type of medical or homeopathic type therapy or spiritual therapy to, you know, to help drive peak performance and stay healthy, especially yeah. as a 56 year old with four kids. And I want to see my grandkids and I want to see them grow up and get married and do some amazing things in the world. You have more energy than like a teenager <laughs> and just keep going. <laughs> so... Uh, what what I want to do is we always like to like then flip the script a little bit. And so we like talk about, you know, going, cutting, getting through those challenges. And you've, uh, you know, alluded to it saying like in 2015 was like, you know, that was the big year for you. But we also that means we're going to talk about the best races. And I know Farah doesn't have a worst race because every race she does is a blessing and awesome. You know, it's just great to be out there. Uh, but Farah. Let's talk about your best race. My best race? Yeah. Which was the most fun, or were they all on the same pavement, up and down and up and down? Yeah, probably they're all the same. <laughs> Nothing's standing out right now. What about the weather? Was the, there one where you just What about the calendar challenge? Uh, what oh, about yeah, Des, Des Linden? Yeah, so that was, I guess, the reason why I'm not really calling it. I mean, I, it is a race. It's just virtual. And um yeah, that was the most epic one for myself because um, I thought I, I couldn't finish it. So it was um, you run a mile every day of the calendar. So um, day one, you'll run a mile, two, three, two miles, three, four and so forth. So by the end of the month, um, you reach 31 miles and that was back to back. So it's like running a marathon, um, marathons actually um, in the last week. So that was like I felt that one. So that was the best and like the most um how were your legs when you were doing 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 6, 7, No, you're just like sore every day. So it, it doesn't really like, it feels the same because you're just sore every day, I guess. So I, I mean, that first week is just like, you know, a piece of cake. Yeah. So, so but like then it comes like recovery and, you know, I, I've heard of people like doing this and everything. And I, I've been thinking about doing it and maybe I'll do it like on February make sure mm -hmm. it's not a leap year and so get the shortest <laughs> amount of time in. Um, but like wh when you're doing that, it's, mm -hmm. it's such a dedication. And that last week when you're going up to, you know, marathon to ultra, ultra, like you, what you once you hit 26, then you're in the, you know, quote unquote, ultra territory for the next five days. How do you recover? How do you go about taking care of yourself? I should probably try to figure that out. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm not following any program or nothing. You know, just go by feel. Cause like, if I do, I think I would have never done it. Right. Cause no one's going to say run marathons back to back. Right. Like, I don't think any coach would like, um, 
um, advise you to do that. So I guess there's really, you know, I'm just going by my feel, you know, nothing special, really just put my leg up. Um, I don't know. It's really basic. <laughs> put, I don't really stretch and do anything. <laughs> I'm do, such do, an put, amateur, put the legs up against the wall, lay, lie on your back, put the legs up against the wall and hang out there for a half hour. Yeah, that's it, really. And then Cheetos. <laughs> and, and Cheetos. Cheetos. <laughs> and Skittles. We we have we have developed a theme for the show, so so with that being said, Laura, the legs up and Cheetos. There you go, <laughs> and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's go over like Laura. Let, let's let's uh, fast forward from 2013. Let's put a couple of years on the on the calendar, and I mean we're just I'm just gonna list a bunch of things triple seven quest boston marathon new york city marathon race across america um talk about a comeback (laughs) yeah i know it was uh it was quite the year what happened is is i was had helped build a few different companies as the cfo or cfo coo over probably beginning in 1995 when my first daughter was born our first child was born I have three daughters and a son. And in 2015, after having been sick the first time, uh, we sold Halpern Steak and Seafood, the company that I had helped grow from about 14 million to 400 million. It was a high-end meat and seafood distribution company across the East Coast. And so I had finally not just illiquid uh, net worth, but I had liquid wealth. And I really wanted to make a difference and inspire people to be active. So Part of all those events were also rolling out, and it's kind of funny, just catch 22, it sounds like what we're about to do, uh, was rolling out um, a company called Endurance Leaders. Uh, EL connects athletes worldwide and, a, and an app called myathletebuddy.com. And so I did triple seven quests, seven marathons on seven continents in seven days. It actually ended up taking us 11 because we got held up in Chile due to weather in Antarctica. I was connected together with initially 11 people from all over the world with like a rope and little little like connections and carabiners or whatever. And uh, in the end, it was a Guinness World Record attempt. I think we had to have eight and we ended up with just seven. So we didn't quite get the GWR, but we have a GWR attempt. Uh, And then I ended up doing, yeah, Boston Marathon with Scott Rigsby, which was super fun. And then I did, I funded a race across America team, two women, two men racing from Santa Monica to Annapolis uh, by bike, which was phenomenal, absolutely incredible, somewhat similar to the Speed Project, but it was a much longer race and it was on the bike, not running, and it wasn't solo. And then I also did the New York City Marathon that year. So, and uh, as part of launching this company, yeah. It was, it was an epic year for sure. And I was kind of semi-retired and starting, well, it was my first year as an entrepreneur. Um, so I had a lot of fun and I took my kids around like on a European tour too. So that was quite a year. Yeah. I, I love it. Said it was a lot of fun. I mean, when I was doing, I did three marathons in three months and I, that's like that. I mean, that's an achievement, but it pales in comparison. I feel like I'm like, oh, yeah, I did one a month. I did Chicago, New York, and then then uh, West uh, Palm Beach. And but, you know, it's when you be- start looking at it from a fun standpoint, like Palm Beach was just a, a celebratory marathon. My friend two weeks prior said, hey, we have a marathon down here. Why don't you come down? I was like, sure. And I 
invited one of my other friends and we ran a marathon for fun. And, yeah. you know, at what point in your life do you start saying like, wait, I run marathons for the fun of it? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of an interesting question because I think you could also say that to someone just about working out. Some people go to the gym because it fuels their body, right? It's kind of like listening to music. It's, um, it's like playing music. It's like writing or reading or, you know, some people need, I thirst that heart rate. I thirst that hill. I thirst that opportunity to get to a track and feel like I did when I was nine or 10 years old training as the, you know, my first years in, in running. And maybe I'm a little bit warped. <laughs> maybe I'm fortunate. It helps keep me young. Um, but yeah, I just love it. I, I do. I love roller skating. I love a rollerblading. I love skiing. I, lo I love being outdoors. I just, that's, I'm, that's my thing. Uh, other people do it because they know it's good for them. Uh, of course we do it and then we eat Cheetos and, <laughs> <laughs> and Coke. Yeah. And Coke. <laughs> so, so I do want to just bring it back. So for people in the audience, you know, the race across America, because it's on the it's cycling and it's basically 3000 miles, 12 states over. The climb is over 170,000 vertical feet and the teams have a maximum of nine days to finish, but most finish in about seven and a half. And then solo racers have a maximum of 12 days to complete the race. I mean, that's that's pushing that that is really pushing limits on the bike. I mean, that's longer than the Tour de France and in less time. Yeah, I mean, we, no rest day. We, we pulled 15 to 20 minute pulls. We had a 12 hour, you know, eight, eight crew and B crew and riders. So two of us were with we had I was talking to someone. We had 29 people, 29 so 25 crew, photographers, videographers, that whole thing, uh, four people riding. I was trying to, of course, because I like to thirst the challenge, I was trying to be like the record setting team. I forget what the record was, but I was trying to set it. So I got um, Lopez and Luke Roberts, these international. We actually had somebody from South Africa. We had somebody from St. Bart's. We had two American females. And in the end, we, we were like bad news bears. We did get there in eight <laughs> days and three hours or something. But my good friend the year before, Casey and Danny, they still have, they beat us by a couple hours. They were only two women and they beat us by a couple hours, the four of us. And they still have the record for the fastest two-person female team going across, a race across America. Yeah, so they're I, badasses. We we were we were bad news bears. It was like this race coming up. I want to keep it as minimalist as possible. Have fun and just chill. And like the antithesis of race across America. I mean, I had a good time, but it was a lot. Twenty nine people going across the country for. I mean, it was a lot. That that's a lot to handle. And we're going to talk about the this uh, the speed project in a second. But you know, put it in perspective. The you know tw you know for a number of days only like beating by a few hours put that into perspective it's like i i did a i did a race and it was a it was a relay it was like a hundred it was you know something like only 110 or 115 miles it came down to 
eight burnt out people on the last eight, like the last eight miles dropping and the the uh, the van just dropping every mile dropping a new person with all dead legs we're going as hard as we can drag racing against another team our support vehicles were literally leapfrogging each other passing each other in the breakdown lanes to get to the next drop point it came down to we won by 41 seconds 41 wow. seconds after 150 miles so if wow. you put that in perspective of going and if we break that down it said if every one of us ran one second slower if our pace was one second slower each we would have lost wow that's amazing so where was that this where, was, where did you see that peter it was uh it was just kind of a it was from uh, Williamsburg in Brooklyn. So we started at McCarran Park and we ran out to the Hamptons. So every year they, wow. it's called, it's uh, like Hood to Hamptons, Hood to New Haven, Hood to Philadelphia. So it was, right. it was you know. I've done a, a Hood to Coast. Like, I yeah. think that's in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. This was a total like unsanctioned, just uh, about wow. you know, your closest few hundred, you know, hundred of your closest friends running in costumes also. <laughs> Sounds fun. Oh, it's a blast. And it was such a great time. And with but with that being said, I I want to get to the speed project because there there's two points that we're gonna kind of wrap up is like the speed project and Farah doing this solo and support. And then we also want to talk about you know running for good for the charities and what you're doing there. So I want to make sure we get this all, you know, we spend some good amount of time on that. And you know, Farah, tell us about the speed project. Why did you sign up and what are you doing? I figured, why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> how did you I find really out about it last anything, year? Why not? But right? how did you find out about the Speed Project last oh, year because, and how um, did they do it? No, last year I didn't do um, the original format. It's a relay between six runners, right? And then I got invited just because I had a team last year for the DIY version, which is the decentralized version. But you were the coach or the event producer and you didn't run it or did you run with them? Oh, I also run the solo. I forgot. Yeah. So I organized a team of 35 athletes um, globally, um, some from Kenya, Philippines, New Zealand, um, all over the world. And I ran it solo at the same time. So they were a team of six and you were solo. There were a team of 35, my team, okay. and then I ran solo. So you did the whole 340 miles, and they did... Um, no, no, no. You have to run within 31 hours and 50 minutes. Oh, so you ran... I got you. You ran 31... Yeah. How many miles did you run in 31 hours? I don't remember. I think 80K. It's not a lot. 80K or 80 miles? I think 80K. I don't remember. <laughs> no, because I was organizing oh, the team. Oh, because you were organizing. So really, gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha. I was just running. Okay. Well, we're... Yeah, so... so and then you decided to do it solo this year versus a relay? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, because I'm not going to do the relays. I'm not really fast, so I'd rather do things solo. So, so when you're doing solo, it, you know, you, and Laura, you're supporting her for this. No, we're running no. it together. We're oh, both you're running, running it together. It. Oh, I okay. I'm oh, so you're both doing it. Okay. So when together, you say solo, you're both. talking completely unsupported. Well, we are well, we it's unsupported, unsanctioned, but we do have a small crew. We're Got starting it. with uh so it's gonna be the two of us running. So um solo not a relay team so we're we're running solo we're never going to leave one we're right next to each other so it's solo together two and actually our our sponsor 
our plat we have a couple of platinum sponsors obviously our companies move and 24/7 movement but two times you an Australian amazing high quality Australian brand they were initially in the triathlon sector they were one of my favorite brands actually and uh, they are also expanding into just general multi-sport and specifically in the Southern Cal area LA County and Southern Cal and so fair had a connection they are have provided us thousands of dollars worth of super cool gear and also trail wind nutrition is going to fuel us from a hydration standpoint the owner maggie is a ultra marathoner herself a badass and so we were talking to her yesterday so we're really fortunate that we have and we have a number of other we have a company called banded socks and some others um and we're still in an athletic beer company non-alcoholic beer company beverage company so we still have room for a few more sponsors we're still reaching out to some um we are working with uh, Food and Beverage Magazine. Jennifer English is going to captain the crew and have unbelievably elevated culinary stops for us. And Lapeer Hotel is providing us some hotel rooms at in LA. So, and a number of other companies are helping us. We're very, very fortunate. That's fantastic, you know, to have such a great team of sponsors on board to support you. And, you know, what, what you do is also part of their community. And that's the big thing about working with a sponsor is that it's like you're helping them achieve their goals, but it's also working together so you can achieve yours. I like that. Working together to achieve yours. That's awesome. We're going to have to build off of that, Peter, because we've been thinking about terms to use like hashtags and we're, you know, part of other social media apps. And we just want to collectively and we want to raise awareness to these great charities. And um, so I like that working together. That's right good. On. I'll, I'll let you use it. I, 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 I won't even. I won't even ask for any royalties on it. <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> we'll make That's t-shirts. Awesome. That's so, awesome. So, so let's talk about the charities. Yeah. So maybe why don't we have Farah start with Students Run LA and how she met them and talk a tiny bit about them or however long you want. Yeah, I ran it. with Students Run LA um, last year um, with Long Beach Running Club, and there's really cool kids. They're about like um, 17, 18 years old, and um, they're all training for last year for the LA Marathon, which was canceled. But um, I think what's happened? 30 this of year? them did it anyway, virtually, I think, last year. I think. And they, so Students Run LA is a nonprofit organization based in LA. They had last year, they had 3,200 kids across 185 schools. Since their existence, they've had 63,000 students participating in Students Run LA. There's no question that this is what the founder says. There's no question that this program has had a profound impact on the students and the communities around them. And they give them scholarships for opportunities beyond high school. And I've got chills thinking about it. We wanted to do Inactivity is the number one pandemic affecting our kids. COVID has made it even worse. 81% of young adults ages or kids ages 15 to 19 are inactive, meaning they move less than 11 minutes a day, less than 75 minutes a week, and 3 billion, it's 34% of adults. So 3 billion out of 7.6 billion people are moving less than 75 minutes a week. And so we want to raise awareness to the absolute essential element. If you want to perform well in life, you want peak performance, you have to move. We have to be active. We have to be role models for our kids. 
So join the movement is actually what we're going to say. Join the movement 10 by 10. We're doing 10, 10 Ks a day. That's our plan, 100 K a day for five and a half days for 550 kilometers. What, the the that's separate so the the speed run that's not the speed run that you're doing the 10k which which what is that particular yeah, so the one because i'm i'm the, interested in this i'm really interested in the joining in for this 10k a day yeah yeah so we so we we are hoping that many many people will sign up whether they do a mile a day with us 10 you know virtually whether they do a 10k we're going to be doing 10 10ks that's our plan 10 10ks a day starting at four in the morning next sunday or next monday the 24th and we plan to run for five and a half days if it takes us six or seven it takes us that but plan to run for five and a half days to get to vegas it's 550 kilometers so it's 10, 10 Ks a day for us. And yeah, it's one to 10. And we're hoping to raise money for both students run LA, which as we said, um, teachers help students get out there and run and train for 5Ks, 10Ks, and potentially even the LA Marathon. We also, we're going coast to coast um, in terms of our charities. Uh, I am affiliated with an organization called Catalyst Sports out of Asheville and across eight cities in the Southeast. They create adaptive sports programs for people with, I would say, disabilities as opposed to different abilities as opposed to disabilities. So everything from a kid with a muscular challenge to amputees to wounded warriors to all types of people that normally would be immobile. And now with their adaptive equipment, they take them rock climbing, biking, hiking, running. So, yeah, we're super excited. It's and I'm going to have you repeat the all those charities that you uh, just said. Uh, just can you just break them out slowly so everybody in the audience can hear what they are and where they can find them, so they can Google, hit the Google machine, and make sure they can find out more. Yes, and just so you know, we will both have uh, on our link trees on our Instagram. They will be set up by this weekend. Um, definitely by 4 a.m. Sunday when we leave. We're working with our tech folks. Um, but we will have connections on our Instagram and our other social media so that people can click on and support the two charities that we are running for. We are running to inspire kids to, to get up and out and move and families to be role models and be active. So the first one is Students Run LA. It's www.srla.org. And the second one is Catalyst Sports, which does adaptive sports activities with people with challenges and disabilities or different abilities. And they are www.catalystsports.org. One is out of the Southeast and one is, um, one is in LA. So we're super excited. We hope and we are working with the organizations to potentially have some of their um, the people that participate in their organizations to actually run virtually or run with us. So we stay tuned. It should be exciting. And if anybody, I would make a call out. If anybody lives around the, or wants to hop in their car, come out to the Mojave desert, death Valley, Vegas strip. They want to do the last 10 K with us. They want to do the first 10 K leaving Santa Monica. They want to run, go hang out in Barstow and enjoy the crazy winds and the constellations at night. Come on out. Let's have some s'mores. And Cheetos. 
Cheese and Coke. <laughs> and Coke and Skittles. <laughs> yeah. And then throw up. <laughs> I, I always love the fact, like, after a marathon, it's like, or an ultra, they're like, here's a whole bunch of free beer for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's funny, right? It's funny the things. And then they have, like, the food truck and, like, other things. You're like, oh, I don't know if I can eat. <laughs> I actually used to, when I was in that young Red Runners, I used to push myself so hard I would get sick at the finish line almost every time. It was a lovely, lovely thing. <laughs> my, I'll tell you really quick. My first ultra marathon, and it was uh, a few years ago, and it was loops. It was like, and you know how loops are. It was, I think, five mile loops, if that. So that was my first ultra. Oh. And what they and that was in the morning. So we kicked off at seven a.m. And we had a five, there was a five k race that night. So you could do the ultra, and we were all camped out. So you didn't really get a good night's sleep in a bed or anything. You were on the ground in a tent. It was amazing. It was a blast. But we also after you do the ultra, you rest, you eat, then you go do a night race in the woods, five k. And I just remember that I was going down. I was like on the dude, you had to do three loops. I was going down. There's this one turn that was a giant hill and I missed it the first time I like went to turn. I was trying to cut some people on the inside and I stepped wrong and it was muddy and I had to overshoot like when you because you had to come out and make a sharp right. I ended up running into where they had like a a picnic benches and everything i literally ran and jump on and i just yelled out like a big curse and everybody's like are you okay call a medic i'm like nah i'm good and i was (laughs) so mad i'm like it was i'm like i just had to yell so i was so mad i was so mad that the next loop and people were coming after me i passed a bunch of people and i you could hear them and you know those that footsteps behind you they are coming with intent they want to take you down and they passed me, and I was like, not this time, Junior. And I just, well, I made that turn. I dropped the hill. I put on the gas with, like, slammed it with 30, 300 meters left to go. And the end was an uphill to the to the finish line. Whoa. And I could see their headlights coming behind me. And it was on. I went across that finish line, fell over, and just on my knees, done. It was just gag reflexes and everybody was cheering. They're like, yes. (laughs) What a great story. You've done some epic run. (laughs) That's why I want to run with you. I think I I won't be able to keep up, but I think we could have a lot of fun getting there. Oh, you'll be able to keep up. We're going to be walking, running, hiking, crawling. You should fly out to Vegas, run the lot. We have a whole bunch of hopefully people coming and joining us on the last 50K. (laughs) Maybe maybe I'll come out and bike it with you. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, well, I'm oh, little, I have e-bikes. I, I'm a little out of I'm a little out of distance shape right now, but I could I could definitely even just pedal. I don't I don't you know, but yeah. I might take you up on the e-bike. I know there's somebody yeah. here. They're not in the audience, but uh, I know somebody here talks about e-bikes quite a bit. So, um, but yeah, well, I, mean, I own move. I own move a micro mobility oh. platform that we have. We were birthed on the Burning Man Playa. Well, not on the Playa, but supporting the global. Um, global burners um, across the world. Half our customers are international, half domestic U.S. And um, COVID obviously decimated the company because mm-hmm. we could have ended up going bankrupt, but we didn't. We kept moving forward, and because I, so the growth and exponential growth of cycling in America and around the world, we just have not yet 
participated in because we were set up for festivals. And then three weeks ago or two weeks ago, they just canceled Burning Man for 21 Mm -hmm. as well. But we're super stoked. We're about to launch a new website and we've sourced e-bikes, e-skateboards, e-scooters, and even we're dabbling in e-motorcycles. So we're pretty stoked about that. And part of the 550 kilometers is to launch that and a whole platform of irresistible brands around sports tech and food tech. So we're pretty, we're really excited. I'm glad I met Farah just like six weeks ago. (laughs) I'm glad I met Farah like, two years ago when she just started yeah. running else we wouldn't we wouldn't all be here right now so thank you farah for being awesome <laughs> she's the glue she's the connector <laughs> she's the connector all right we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping up i, I just I, but i just want to finish there's those stats you were talking about the stats and when you said three billion people less than 75 minutes per week. And I used to have a trainer and she, her, her thing, her statement, her motto, her mantra, everything was movement cures everything. Hmm. And I love that. And, you know, then it was like when we had the Fitbits and we talked, you know, 10,000 steps and, you know, it's, it's like, it's the fact that three billion get less than seventy-five minutes a week is just you know is a, is a statistic that you know we should we needs to change. It is. I mean, if you think about all of the illnesses, um, you know, heart con- heart disease and diabetes and uh, all of the top illnesses are impacted by a lack of inactivity. So or lack of, sorry, lack of all the, all are, sorry, are impacted by a lack, lack of activity. Mm-hmm. And so inactivity, the World Health Organization truly believes, and I don't, they haven't even come out after COVID, but COVID has, I mean, the average, many, many people have, have gained weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have reduced, obviously a lot of gyms were closed. A lot of people did create their own gyms in their homes. Uh, but yeah, um, it is exciting that, you know, it's like the sun's shining and spring's happening in the U S and, and the New York city marathon just announced that they're having, they're going to hold it with 33,000 people instead of 55,000. So we're super stoked about that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we have to get people out and move it. Movement matters yeah, and movement it, heals everything. I like that. Yeah. And, and as one of my friends posted on Facebook today or the other day, they're like, hey, I got, ex-, you know, they allowed me to, you know, they um, allowed me to roll over my New York City Marathon acceptance to this year. So looks like uh, I actually have to start running again and train for it. Do you, is that what you're supposed to do if you're <laughs> signing up for a marathon or ultra? Because we, we didn't check that box. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about don't don't worry about following the Hal Higdon plan. Don't worry about following a plan. The plan is to get there and have fun along the way. Exactly. You know the turtle and the hare story, right? So mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> of course. We're gonna do. A, we are all about just moving forward and having fun. Uh, we'll probably have taco and tutu Tuesday. Ooh, make sure you get make sure you get uh, Cheetos, put them in the taco, make it nice and crunchy. There you go. We'll create some stacks. Right on. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap up. I want to just get some final thoughts from the both of you. Just anything that you just want to s- send out to the universe. Any, 
you know, motivational is something that you just like, you know, just do it. But, you know, Nike already has that one. But Farrah, you know, it, it's you're inspiring the fact that to so many, you know, two years ago you weren't running and then you're doing marathons every day and you're doing this. And it's it's so amazing and wonderful what you're doing. So uh, any uh, final thoughts? Um, I guess never stop exploring. I mean, give running a chance because um, if I didn't try it out, I mean, I would have never ran at all, right? Because um, whenever you ask people, oh, do you run? No, I can't run. So you just, you know, give it a chance um, just with running or anything in general. And um, yeah, just have fun with it. And, you know, I love that exploring, never stop exploring. And I think that's one of the things that really drew me to like hiking and then saying, wait, I can run on these trails and run over rocks and through uh, streams and do everything that my mom would yell at me for when I was a child. I get to go do that as an adult for fun. <laughs> I know, right? It's just fun. It's <laughs> like you see a creek and you just kind of want to ro- jump over it. Exactly. So, Laura, exactly. Final, final thoughts from you. I would say get a buddy and be a buddy. People are twice as likely to move Mm -hmm. and be active and be accountable with a buddy. So get a buddy and be a buddy. So that's what we're, we're representing. We're 2XU. We're twice as likely to get to Vegas by doing it together. We're the only women that are running together solo. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Good luck with everything. Not that you're going to need it. I should probably just say, have fun. Let's Not do it and luck. come meet us in Vegas. Exactly. I, I'm seriously thinking about doing this. I'm uh, I'm seeing it's like maybe I'll just well, I might take you up on that e-bike offer. So and that's this weekend. So I might. I, you never know. All right. Thank you, <laughs> Laura Ferret. This has been fantastic. Uh, we are just going to run some credits here in a second, but just stay on for the post show. I'm just going to close this out for the live, and I'm just going to edit this. But thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Uh, everything just for such a great cause for the charities and. You know, and, you know, I've, I'm honored to have to have this opportunity to speak with both of you. And for anybody else, if you have some questions, I am going to open it up as soon as we get back. I'm just going to roll the, like the outro music. But when we get back, if you have a question, raise your hand uh, or put one in the chat and we're going to do the post show afterwards. So once again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And this is Stories from the Run. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram or visit the website storiesfromtherun.com, which we have a weekly newsletter, or you can apply to be a guest on one of the shows. And that's because every runner has a story. We'd like to hear yours. Once again, thank you to Laura and Farah. This has been an amazing inspiration, inspiring conversation and we're going to wrap it up here so if there's anybody else that wants to uh, jump on stage just feel free to press that speaker button that plus sign there and we are now officially in the post after show